0: The following story has been brought to you by stories org. I was recently at a chassanah, and I'm sitting down next to a Yu sheshiva and talking to him and he tells me his life story fascinating getting into a schmus. he was a generation before me, and he grew up just in America right after the war and he was described as his parents came out, you know they were survivors and they were what you would call modern people and after he finished his high school, there was no even the question that he should continue on to yeshiva. He doesn't want him to go to university. And he went to university, and after two years he was studying accounting, he decided he wants to go to yeshiva. His parents wouldn't hear of it. He went to a certain rosh yeshiva, and he asked him, would you take me into yeshiva? I want to learn. He said, fine, I'll take you. And he says, look, I've got no tuition. I can't pay. My parents aren't going to pay for me. The rosh yeshiva told him, you know what, I'll take you without tuition. And he says to him, good, you can take me without tuition. But this dormitory, this food, all that costs money for me to just sit in your yeshiva. I understand not going to cost you, but for that, I want to pay for that. So he suggested, the fellow's telling this story suggested that since I have somewhat of a degree in accounting, I'll get it. I'll work one day a week. And what I earn that one day, I'll pay the yeshiva for my room and board, for the food. And I'm listening to this. I'm astonished. I'm trying to remember if when I was a kid in yeshiva, or anybody today, even thinking of the word tuition. Tuition, that's like something old people talk about, cholesterol or, uh, you know, mortgages. It has nothing to do with it. I go to Yeshiva. I want to go to Yeshiva. Good enough, I want to learn. The thought that there was once a world where a kid would think, I've got to give something for what I'm getting. I'm not just entitled to it. That a person was an Ish rather than just a child who gets is something that's so foreign to me. Now, I know there's a Risheshiva in Mansur of Moshe Greens, and Shtag. for years. He insisted that the Bachram would bring the tuition, their father, they would have to hand it over, they should give it to the boys, and they should give it over to him in his hands. They should know their fathers are paying that they should come, they should come and learn. I have a little bit of an idea that not just everything is coming to me. The, the me generation gave birth to the generation of entitlement. You know, they tell us the story of Zalman Orbach once came home on a Shabbos, and he was very. He was very upset. And he was usually very calm. He didn't know what was bothering him. He said, what's bothering the sheshiva? He says, he was just passing by a shul, and it was a chosan, who was his oifr of that Shabbos, and he saw the father is walking, carrying tables and chairs, and the chosan is walking behind him. So he asked the boche, he says, why is your father carrying tables and chairs, and you're not? And he answered me very proudly. He says, well, I don't carry in the Erev. My father does carry in the Arabs, So I'm letting him carry. And the Salman Zalman was so shocked and embarrassed. First, doesn't carry in the Erev. It's not But that he didn't even see that there was something unusual and it was a normal thing for a person to be served. If we live with the feeling that it's Magi Ali, That everything is coming to me. I never want to be an Ish. I never want to be a Mashpia. Because that means Chiyuvim. And I don't want responsibilities. That means giving from myself instead of receiving. And we become afraid to be an Ish. I remember the day of my Bar Mitzvah. The afternoon before the evening when I became 13 years old. So my Zayda, my Zayda was a a Rav. And he it was an old-timer of, and he asked me, he says, Nu Ephraim, are you excited for your Bar Mitzvah? And I said, no. He says, why are you not excited? I said, well, you know, it's a big achrayist. What do I need all this for? Schar Vaynesh, till now I was a free person. And now all this, you know, it's very oppressive. Note to my mazel, my zayda, that night, at the he incorporated the whole story into his drasha. Ich hab heute gefragt, der Mitzvah mitzwebuche. Sie is excited, sie In et And he said, Don't be afraid to be an ish. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be afraid to assume responsibility. Don't be afraid to be mashbiyah, to be an ish, rather than to be a makabel. We don't think in these terms. A once came in to me. Bacha learns in a very prestigious yeshiva. And he's very upset. He was in tears. Nobody cares about me. Nobody cares. My rebbe doesn't care about me. My yeshiva doesn't care about me. Nobody cares. What about your parents? My parents don't really care about me. If I'm good, it makes them proud, but they don't care about me. And he's very upset that nobody cares about him. So I asked him, who do you care about? And he's thinking, well, I care about my parents. I said, really? You care about yourself. You need to have parents, so you care about them. And he's thinking, he says, yeah, but I'm their kid. They have to care about me. I don't have to care about them. And then I realized there's a new mindset where... We're programmed, even children are programmed, that everybody is entitled to be cared for, that we're born with a sign, handle with care. And as soon as we suspect we're not being cared for, we start raising the alarm and accusing everybody of not caring. But it doesn't enter our mind, maybe we should be the carers. We're so used to being cared for. I just went to Menachem Ogol Yid Eden Munsi whose mother just passed away past the age of 90. Unbelievable person. I had the to know her. She was an enical of the Riga Saboysim. And he was telling me about her life. It was a Musashmoo. Just listen to 10 minutes. Her mother died in childbirth. She never saw her mother. She never was kissed by her mother. Never held by her mother. Her father remarried. And when she was 15 years old, with a few more children, her father died. She was left all alone caring for three children. When the war came, she was deported to Auschwitz. And there, there was a group of girls. They were relatives, friends who stuck together. And she had a fabulous sense of humor. And at night, because the women who were there with her came to the shiva, and they were telling over the story, how she would make, make her business at night in Auschwitz to get all the girls to laugh. She would tell funny stories and jokes just to get everybody to laugh. Somehow, she procured a kohlrabi with some carrots and some celery and a knife. And she spent time cutting out the kohlrabi into the shape of a basket. She cut the carrots into flowers and made a design out of it. And it came on Purim, she gave it shalachmonas to the other girls. And then while they were admiring her handiwork, the SS man walked in and he said, Who made that? Jim says, I did. And the next day he brought her a shopping bag full of vegetables. He wanted her to make more. He wanted to give out gifts to his friends. And she was able to cut off and from the shavings of the leftover vegetables to help feed her friends. Now, this is not about generosity, about selflessness, about giving. Of course it is. It's much more about ish, a person who was never cared for, who understood that I'm in a situation, I have to be the carer. But hishtadel ish. And when one has that vision, one is not satisfied, one is a consequence of the other. The reason that we've given into the surrender and accepting who we are is because we are lacking in Ishtad leois Ish. Those who have that facet in their personality, in their Avoida, are never to freedom. They're never satisfied with what they are. And they want to be more. Enjoyed this story? Come again bring a friend stories to dot org